Maybe it's my fault. Maybe I led you to believe it was easy when it wasn't. Maybe I made you think my highlights started at the free throw line and not in the gym. Maybe I made you think that every shot I took was a game winner. That my game was built on flash and not fire. Maybe it's my fault that you didn't see that failure gave me strength. That my pain was my motivation. Maybe I led you to believe that basketball was a God-given gift and not something I worked for every single day of my life. Maybe I destroyed the game. Or maybe you just making excuses. Welcome to the Science of Growth Podcast, where you'll be captivated by the fascinating world of personal development. Raymond Rivera shares dynamic insights, captivating personal accounts, and explorations into the halls of mental growth. Now sit back, brace yourself, and be transformed by the rewiring of your mind. Welcome to the fifth episode of the Science of Growth podcast. Today is going to be about the psychology of failure, growth mindset. Now, once again, I'm your host, Raymond Rivera, MBA, and today I'm going to be a bit raw with my information. But before I get into it, I want to say something. This weekend, I know you were feeling a bit lazy, and instead of going to the store, you decided to call an Instacart. It's okay, I understand. But I know when the delivery driver pulled into your driveway that you mentioned the Science of Growth podcast. I absolutely know you did. So before we continue, if you're a business owner or just a person with an idea and you want to build your idea into a thriving business, this is for you. Listen up. Do you want to turn your business dream into a reality? Renaissance Business Coaching can help. Our team of experienced coaches will work with you one-on-one to craft the perfect blueprint for success. Launch your business in no time with expert business coaching and financial planning. With our team at your side, you'll have the support and resources you need to reach your goals faster. Don't delay. Contact Renaissance Business Coaching at 502-305-3545 or email us at contact at rgfleadership.com. Mention the science of growth for 50% off your next service. Now back to the podcast. Not so fast. First and foremost, I got something to say. My thoughts are my thoughts. I'm not the spokesman for anyone else other than Raymond Rivera, my family, and my business. So remember, be wise. When you listen to me, I want you to eat the watermelon and spit out the seeds. But remember, if the seeds are good enough for you, then by all means, eat the whole thing. Choose wisely when you listen to me, okay? This is for educational purposes only. Now, in the previous episodes, I exposed four key areas of growth. First, we had realizing paradigms. The second episode was average organizations and why cleaners don't fit in. I absolutely love that episode. If you haven't heard it, make sure you go back and listen. Third, the laws of combat in the war of success. There are laws to this thing. We'll get into that in a few. And in our last episode, episode four, another personal favorite of mine, the flow state and the dark side. And as I continue to dig deep into the dark side, 
my mind just gets taken to another level. Because now I'm understanding that when I tried to harness that one thing that I termed as evil, it was actually a part of me that generated massive amounts of energy and had immense power. So in this episode, The Psychology of Failure, I'm going to reveal some of my darkest moments involving pain and how they gave birth to my growth. Now in some cases, the greater the pain that I experienced, the greater the growth that I saw. Now that said, let me tell you this with 95% confidence that if you want to accelerate quantum growth and manifest success, you need to search for the path of most resistance and make a decision. Do not allow yourself to be polarized in the opposite direction. Don't be like a, a wave of the sea, doubting everything that you see, but make a decision. As I've stated in my previous videos, if you have an intimate relationship with pain, then growth is your offspring. I say that with conviction and immense pride. In that sense, failure, pain, and darkness are closely related. Let me put that into context, okay? I want to, I want to put that into context so you understand what I mean. Whether through injury, difficulty, or even death, and I have dealt with many in my life, the callousing effect builds you into a monster. Do you remember that monster that's in the basement, the one I spoke of? The one with the padlock on the door in the last episode? The one I mentioned in episode four? Yeah, that, that could be you. Let me explain some of what I mean here. I have lived through the pain that I have gone through for this exact reason. To help you all understand the process of growth and how it is influenced by factors in our lives. So respectfully, take inventory of how much you are willing to sacrifice in order to live a life of growth and of influence. The more influence you desire to have, the more pain you will go through. Once again, if you desire to have influence, that influence will be counterbalanced by the pain you will have to go through. So if you've gone through pain, that is an indicator that your influence is great. For me, this wasn't about the principal in my school that called me a disgrace in kindergarten or the fourth grade teacher that called me a devil, or the kids that bullied me, or the intimidation that took place in my home, the lies that I heard in ministry, the fake friends I had, the unfaithful relationships, the molesters, the coffins, the deceivers. This wasn't about the pastor that said I was fighting life with a little dagger. I remember who you are. Or the other pastor that said I was stupid. This wasn't about the doctors that questioned why I wanted to put the lives of my children into my own hands. This wasn't about the haters in business, the death of my unborn child, the fake leaders that fired me, the cops that bashed my face in, the woman that cheated on me, the God I wrestled with, and much more. This was solely about the desire I had to grow. And since I wanted to make a difference, life told me, let's see how badly you want it. And every time I reach for success, it eluded me over and over again and I have been on a mission to get destiny in a stronghold to never let it go but that has been because of the pain I go through and the pain that I've gone through 
and that's what I'm going to share with you right now. Let me tell you about this story. For years, as a child, I had visions of becoming a Latin king from the northwest side of Chicago. I remember a guy who was about five years older than I was at the time. This is when we were in Chicago. We met at a park on the northwest side called Kaz Park or Kaziasco Park, and he was a Latin king. And I had some issues at school at the time. I won't get into details, but he taught me how to hide a 22 caliber pistol in your shoe. So I told him to let me borrow it. I had some things to take care of. I was young, but I was hell-bent on using it. And I appreciate the grace that this gentleman showed me by keeping it away from me. He literally told me that I was crazy, and there was no way he was going to let me have it. All this being said, there's a point to this. I always wanted to be like them and to earn my stripes, especially in the city of Chicago. It was all about street credibility, and I wanted it. I wanted it bad. I finally connected with the street, but it was on a whole different level. So let me share this with you. It all came together in the year of 2009 when I met a young man one night. He saw me rap at a youth event after a conversion that I had, and I went to the church. He had a rough background himself. He was from the south side, and he asked me for my autograph that night. Well, well I complied, and he became a very close friend. A mentee of mine, in a way. I remember on his 16th birthday, he came to me and he said, Man, Ray, today is my birthday. He told me that his dad, who was murdered, hadn't even reached 16 because he was dead. He was killed before his 16th birthday. So he was like extremely proud. Man, Ray, I made it to 16. My dad didn't even make it to 16. And at the time, I told him, I said, Man, not only are you, are you at 16 right now, but you're going to make it to 17, to 18, to 19, and so on. I mean, he was a great kid. And I remember one day after I rapped, he told me, he said, man, I'm going to be your security guard now. And I remember him telling me, I love you, man. He told me, I love you. And I told him back, I love you too, bro. It was one of those things, right? Some things were going on in my life at the time, and I needed to get out of church. Things around me were too crazy, and I just needed to go. Not because of the church, but because things outside of it were just too crazy and very weird. I cover this in my autobiography, and trust me, you will know when that book is complete. It's a little bit sensitive right now, so I don't want to expose everything that I've been through. Not yet, that is. So this gentleman found out that I was leaving, and we had a discussion one afternoon. This was a week before I left. He came up to me and he said, man, bro, I need to leave the home. He was in a discipleship home. And I asked him why. And he said some of his old homies from the south side were looking for him. They told him to let them know when he was done playing church because they were going to take care of him after that. He was going to get a violation. Now, a violation is a street term for physical violence, for those that aren't aware. And I'm being nice when I say that, okay? I told him to humble himself and to get back into the home. But he insisted that things were just too hard for him and that he couldn't stay. So I prayed for him and I asked God to protect him. And then we said our goodbyes. About a month later, I received a phone call from another guy in church. He said, man, Brother Ray, they shot him. It was on the Northwest side and he's dead. I couldn't believe it. I was in shock. I actually heard about the shooting when it happened, but I did not know that it was him. This was the second time this happened to me. As I lost another friend of mine at the age of 18, Heard the police sirens, 
All the police cars were nearby in the neighborhood. But I did not know that the body that was being taken to the hot that was being taken to the hospital was a buddy of mine. I did not learn that until two weeks later, and I wasn't even invited to the wake. I couldn't even say my last goodbye. That was one item of pain. So he was dead, and I couldn't believe it. But none of it set in until the wake. I went to the wake alone that day. I was shocked that Chicago took another life so soon. But not only was it a young man, a young man with so much potential in my eyes, but someone I felt I could have done more to help. Someone that I felt that I could have protected. That day I saw all the brothers from the church, and they all came from rough backgrounds. I noticed there wasn't a tear in any one of their faces, but they were all stoic in their demeanor. They were all stone-faced. And when it was time to get up near the casket, I saw his face and it broke my heart. This wasn't the first time that I knew someone dying, but I shared a bond with this guy. It was a feeling of true brotherhood. He was the brother that I did not have. I remember every time I got close to the casket, I had to turn back around to the back of the line. I did that about three different times until I couldn't do it anymore because there was no one left in the line. I couldn't go to the back of it any longer. But there he was. He had a beige suit on. It was the same one he would wear in church when he was an usher. He had his name tag on also. And I was crying a lot, but all the guys from the church were just serious. And for the first time, I understood it all. See, I wanted to be a gangster, but I didn't know what it took to be one. These guys knew what it felt like to lose people close and better yet to experience a level of pain that made these guys tough. They were calloused so much that it didn't show one bit on their faces. It was business as usual for them. There was a level of pain I experienced with this loss and I was finally on their level. There was a frequency that each of these men lived with and it was tough. This is what is called grit. But what does it take to truly fail? And how does pain put you in a better position to fail in order to experience eventual success, which is the progressive realization of your worthy ideal? Let's connect all this together, specifically in what I call the circular continuum. So here are things to note. Number one, the fear factor. True grit is fearless. Remember what fear stands for. False expectations appearing real. False scenarios that we conjure up using our imagination, but have no grounding in reality. They are figments of our imagination. But people who haven't experienced true vulnerability through pain or suffering, they care too much about how they are viewed by other people. Or, for example, they begin to imagine different outcomes that intimidate them. Let me tell you once again, the more pain that you endure, and the closer you are to addressing that monster inside of you, the less you will let fear dictate your opportunity to fail. Because that's what we're talking about here. Opportunities to fail for the purpose of growing exponentially. Two, growth mindset. This is what we're talking about here, a growth mindset. In other words, dynamism. Now, dynamism has the word dynamic in it, right? It's ever-changing. Now, if you fear a situation because you are not sure of your ability to get out of it, then your fear will paralyze your decision-making and lead to stagnancy. So why is it important to go through pain? Because when you go through that pain, 
Nothing is going to intimidate you and make you feel the way you felt before. You're going to keep going forward because you never want to experience something like that ever again. And being a businessman, working with different entrepreneurs, different business leaders, not only have I come to find out with all the different organizations that I've been in that there are not a lot of people like me, nor a lot of people that come from where I come from, but there are leaders that are disconnected from the life of pain. And that is why there is a disconnect, a gulf, if you will, between the C-suite and the shop floor in a lot of manufacturing places. But take it from a man who flunked out of college twice, high school once, the one that's in power is you. And I'm going to get into that in a few. The viewing lens of a growth mindset means that every difficulty you face will result in a corresponding learning lesson. If you can get this, it will change your life. You will stop viewing yourself as a victim and start being the champion that you are. With this mindset, pain is a very, very good thing. Failure is a very good thing because the lessons you take away from them produce responses that equal greater growth. I mean, if you work out, it's a perfect example. The objective of workouts differ according to the goal, but the focus area will grow when you actually exhaust it. Experiencing the result of a workout like soreness is actually evidence that your body is adapting and it is growing. But once again, what is this growth mindset? We didn't call it that in Chicago. You know what it was called in Chicago? I'll tell you right now. It was called get up. Every time you were knocked down, it was called survival. It wasn't called a growth mindset. There wasn't any fancy psychological words to describe what this was. Grit was a result of pain. It was a result of failing over and over again. And because in this lifestyle that we lived, we want to succeed, we keep going. No matter what you say about us, we keep going. And we inspire those people around us to take it to the next level. So people are now just starting to acknowledge this connection between tribulation and the ability to rewire your mind, to conquer perception. Not only were we brainwashed, but we've been stuck looking for opportunities to get better through a community, through a set of ideologies that cause us to rely on other imaginary beliefs when the one at the end of the day that's getting through the problem is you and I. It was you the whole time. You manifested greatness and you pulled yourself out of the pit that you experienced. Prove me wrong. Some of the quotes here that Michael Jordan stated that I wanted to share with you before I end this message. He said he missed 9,000 shots. He lost 300 games. 26 times he was called on to take the last shot and he missed. And that is why he succeeded. He said failure gave me strength and my pain was motivation. I was just talking to my son earlier today and I was telling him that it's you against you. Yes, we are competitive. There's something in us that wants to compete. But that competition is not versus anyone outside of us. That competition is within ourselves. He says that negatives will test your will. And to be happy, you must go through disappointment. So I want to end this message simply by saying that you are in control. That you should take responsibility 
for your thoughts, your feelings, and actions. And the psychology of failure is that, yes, I am going to take the path of most resistance so I can experience pain. Because the offspring of an intimate relationship with pain is growth. Once again, this podcast is called The Science of Growth for a Reason. Actually, since most of us and some of you listening have gone through enough pain in your life, you have a leg up because those are indicators of the growth you're about to experience. Speak it, receive it, affirm it. Thank you all for listening. You can get a hold of me through my social media accounts. Once again, your feedback means the world to me. And don't forget to be brilliant, be brief, and to be gone. Have yourself a great week. And if you haven't checked out my book yet, The Wall Within, make sure you go to our website, www.rgfbizcoaching or rgfleadership.com. But before we go, I have one special message that I want to share with you. Listen up. Let me your ears. Have you been raised to believe that the only way out of this box was to master some belief? So you were innocent and pure to the ways of sin. And you were blinded by the false reality of it all. But you conformed. You listened to what they told you and you lost your identity. But there was something in you that said, I'm different. Something from a place of love. From a place of genuineness. A place that I've never been, but somewhere that I long to be. And you searched throughout your lifetime to come into union with that which was drawing you. So you listened. You stayed humble. You obeyed. You heard, but you stayed quiet. You didn't speak unless you were spoken to. Your confidence was broken. You were never allowed to speak freely because the echoes of manipulation bounced off the walls of your mind over and over again until you created alter egos so that no one can hurt you any longer. But out of nowhere, a man came walking down this road of despair with his eyes like fire and a sword in his hand. He broke the chains of your anxiety, your self-hatred, suicidal thoughts and he said my son my daughter I love you I'm here and I've come to heal you of your pain it's your time to spread your wings to explore the places that I've set up for you to prosper you will never be in this place again you will never hurt like you've hurt any longer I am with you Take the world by storm. Blow the trumpet. Guard my storehouse. Prepare my sheep. For I'm calling them soon. 